to the Mind Your Hormones podcast. My name's Corinne, and I'm a board-certified holistic nutritionist who went from no period from mismanaged PCOS to a regular one. Now, I'm obsessed with helping you get hormonally balanced and emotionally aligned. This podcast is all about education, empowerment, real talk, and simple strategies you could start today to find inner peace and overall well-being. I am so excited to be here with you to chat about all things health, hormones, and mindset. Are you ready? Let's get it. Is going on. Welcome back to the show. I'm so happy you're here. I'm always so happy you're here. We have new listeners. We have OG listeners. Like, oh, this community, I'm obsessed with it. I just love it so much. We are diving right into the juice because that's how we roll around here. I respect your time. We're getting right into it. So, what we're talking about today is that not everybody ovulates on day 14, and not everybody has a fertile window of days. 12 of their cycle, today's 16 of their cycle. And I want to give you a backstory of why we're talking about this today, because I want to make sure that you actually know when to have sex when you're fertile, right? Because if you're trying to get pregnant and you're just following when your app is saying like, Hey, these are your fertile days. Like make sure you have sex when it shows you the flower or even in your like basal body temperature app or whatever. And it's telling you like, okay, now is the time to have sex. I want you to make sure that you actually know when the time is to have sex, because a lot of times if you're following again, the LH strips, the apps, whatever it is, you're probably missing out. Not all the time, but you could definitely be missing out on some quality fertile time. Um, so we want to really make sure that you actually are having sex when you could get pregnant because you could only get pregnant for five to six days out of the month, which is so crazy. It's like we have been grown up and conditioned to think that you could literally get pregnant anytime when it's actually only five to six days out of the month. Like you prevent your whole life for every day thinking you can get pregnant. And then when you're trying to get pregnant, you're like, wait, this is actually not that many days where I could. Anyway, here we go. Not everybody ovulates on day 14 of the cycle. Here's the backstory. Um, one of my trying to conceive accelerator clients was telling, which by the way, if you don't know what that is, that's my intimate group program of women that I'm helping to try and get pregnant who've been trying for four or more months. I work with them one-on-one, but we're also in a really small group setting so they could have like community support. I'll put all the information for that in the show notes if that's something that you're interested in. But one of them was telling me before she joined, when she was talking to me about it, she's like, I just, I don't think that I'm ovulating. I was like, okay, cool. Like, obviously we're going to get you ovulating through this program. So on our workshopping call, cause we do workshopping calls every month. One of them is focused on me reading everybody's basal body temperature chart. So like they take screenshots of it from the last three months. They upload it to me. I read it so I can see like the patterns that are going on. Are we ovulating? Are we not ovulating? If you are, here's when, here's when to have sex. If you're not, what are we going to do about it? Like are your professional level strong? All their stuff, right? And I want to make sure I know what's going on. And I saw that she was ovulating. I'm like, no, you, you are ovulating. And I'm explaining to her like, okay, here's why we're seeing that we're ovulating. Your temperature is increasing here. It's staying higher for three days in a row. It's actually continuously staying high, which is good. We want that for your progesterone levels. And she realized that she thought that she wasn't ovulating because she was going by her app that was telling her that she was fertile during days 12 and 16. And because she understands how to use her basal body temperature, because she's also part of the mind your hormones method. So I have a whole training on that. I also talk about it in episode 123 of this podcast of like how to actually read your basal body temperature chart. So you know, if you are ovulating, obviously like I touch on it in the episode 123, but it does take some practice to like understand what's going on. But she knew that she needed to see her temperature increase and stay high for at least three days in a row, uh, 0.5 degrees higher than the previous six temperatures to confirm ovulation. And she wasn't seeing that increase in her temperature 
during days 12 and 16 when she was told that she was fertile. So she didn't see the spike in her BBT and she was like, shit, I guess I'm not ovulating. So then she just felt like frustrated and like overwhelmed and was like, forget it. And just like kind of stopped paying attention to her numbers and didn't even really track after that. Or she, she was, but she didn't like think something was going on. She was just kind of like throwing in the towel at that point. But what was actually happening is that she didn't see that spike around days 12 and 16 of her cycle when they were telling her that she was fertile, which also she was having sex at the wrong times, like, and couldn't really get pregnant at that time because that's not when she was fertile, but she didn't see the spike because she ovulates later in her cycle. Since she has a longer cycle around 34 days, a regular cycle, meaning from day one that you start bleeding until the day before you bleed again is anywhere. Technically people say anywhere between 21 and 35 days. I personally prefer my clients to be in the 25 to 35 day range, 21, 22, 23. It's like a little too short for me. So I personally prefer them to be in the 25 to 35 day range. But so if you have like a 34 or 35 day cycle, you are not ovulating at day 14. You're ovulating around day 20 or 21. So that is why she wasn't seeing that. And which means that she, again, was ovulating around day 20, but she's all up in her head thinking she wasn't ovulating because she wasn't ovulating around day 14. So she felt defeated, broken, all the things, right? She's also, again, not having sex at the right time, which we want to be doing. We cannot be controlled by apps, okay? Because we are not a robot. So we need to understand how our biomarkers work. We have to be tracking our cervical mucus and our basal body temperature to track our photo window. Now she was tracking her basal body temperature and all this stuff, but the app was telling her something that wasn't accurate, which is why, yes, we can utilize apps to support us. But at the end of the day, we have to actually understand how this works so we can look at it and be like, okay, it's telling me this, but I didn't see a spike in my temperature after this time. And I also don't have cervical mucus right now. So it's not happening. Right. And she also didn't know about the cervical mucus thing because she was like, wait, should I be having it now? Like it, so it was a whole thing. Right. So when I was cycling, I, I currently don't have a cycle at the time that I'm recording this. I'm like eight and a half months postpartum. I'm breastfeeding. I'm still exclusively breastfeeding. Well, not exclusively. We are doing solids and stuff now, but I'm breastfeeding on demand. So I don't have a cycle. When you are breastfeeding, your prolactin levels are naturally higher, which prevents you from ovulating. Some people get their cycle back right away and they're ovulating when they're breastfeeding. Some people get it three months, a year later, like it's different for everybody. But anyway, Okay. Two things I want you to know about right now. I'm pausing this episode real quick. So you are in the know about these two resources that are really going to support you. So number one, if you are trying to conceive right now, whether you've been trying for four months, five months, five years, whatever it is, or you're prepping for pregnancy and you're like uh, a year out, you're like, I'm either starting in the next year or less. I want you to make sure that you download my free trying to conceive masterclass. I talk all about the root causes of quote unquote infertility. And I also talk about why I don't like that word. Um, and I give you five steps to take ASAP. If you want to get pregnant, whether again, that's in a year or less or actively right now, it's going to be a really great place to get you started. You know, uh, around here, there's no fluff. So that shit is fire. Okay. I literally, should probably have it paid, but it's free resource for you. Go download that. The link will be in the show notes for that. And then the other thing that I want to talk to you about as we're talking about basal by temperature in this episode, I want you to know about temp drop. If you right now are maybe using a thermometer like under your tongue for it, or you're just not even maybe using a basal body temperature uh, thermometer, maybe you're just using apps, LA trips, whatever, and you want a really high quality temperature 
uh, temperature chart, <laughs> thermometer to uh, act to accurately. <laughs> words are hard. I'm not redoing this. To accurately track your basal body temperature, I would highly recommend TempDrop. Um, I recommend this to all my clients, especially the clients who are not waking up at the same time every morning, um, because that's really important for accuracy. If you're taking your temperature underneath your tongue, it need with like an oral one, it really needs to be at the same time every single morning for accuracy. With you sleeping for a solid two hours before that, which a lot of people, that's not the case. So if you're someone that doesn't wake up at the same time every morning, if you're a shift worker and your schedule changes, if you're a mom and you're trying for baby number two, three, four, five, whatever you do you, um, this is what I would recommend is temp drop. And it's an armband that you wear overnight and it collects so much more data, not just like your basal body temperature, but it also collects your sleep patterns, your sleep quality, your score, sleep score, all this stuff. It really gets to learn your pattern. Um, and it's just, it's really, really way more accurate for those of you who aren't just like solid sleepers, same time every single day, like all the things. Um, I really like their wearable and it's really easy, right? Cause you just put it on at night, you wear it, you wake up in the morning, turn on the app and everything syncs to it. And it's like really a lot easier to read. So I would highly recommend that. And it's comfortable too. It's not like annoying to wear it on your arm because I'm someone where I'm like, is this going to be annoying for me to wear? Cause I don't want to wear it. If it's uncomfortable. I'm sleeping. No, it's not. Okay. So I would highly recommend it. Go to tempdrop.com. You could use code a F a as in awesome F as in Frank. <laughs> Corinne, C-O-R-I-N-N-E, um, AF Corinne for 11% off. I'll put the link for that in the show notes, but highly recommend it. If you're not already tracking and you're just using apps or late strips, or you want a more accurate um, thermometer, I would highly recommend that one. So tempdrop.com, use code AF Corinne at checkout for 11% off, and you can check the show notes for the link. When I was having a cycle, I didn't ovulate until day 21 of my cycle because I had a 35 day cycle. I had a quote unquote longer cycle, but it was always 35, 35, 35 days once I actually regulated it, right? If you're new here, I used to not have a period at all for a full two years. And then a decade before that, I got maybe three periods a year, all coming from PCOS that I didn't know I had, but I have PCOS. Once I figured out what the hell was going on and created the method that I now help all of you through in the Mind Your Hormones method. I started getting a regular cycle every 35 days for like four and a half years before we got pregnant on the first try, all the things. So if I was following this 12 to 16 day fertile window, it would have left me having sex at the wrong time and not getting actually pregnant. Right. So, and another one of my trying to conceive accelerator clients actually was having sex too late in her cycle because that's when her app was predicting her fertile days, but she actually missed out on the actual fertile days because the app was wrong. Right. So your fertile five days before you ovulate and one day after that is it. The reason why you're fertile five days before you ovulate is because sperm stays alive in your cervical mucus for up to five days. Right. And as you're approaching ovulation, your estrogen levels increase. And when, because your estrogen levels are increasing, that also causes your cervical mucus to increase, which is by design estrogen produces cervical mucus. The reason why we need cervical mucus increase around the time that we're ovulating is because Cervical mucus is required for sperm to stay alive, right? Sperm stays alive in cervical mucus, again, for up to five days. It has to stay, it has to, the only way the sperm can stay alive is in cervical mucus because it creates a perfect pH environment for it to survive. It also takes it to the egg. It's what it travels in to get to the egg. It filters out abnormal sperm, like cervical mucus is queen, okay? I have other episodes on cervical mucus too that we could link below. 
But that's why you're fertile five days before you ovulate, because you can have sex on Monday with you, when you see that raw egg white consistency, cervical mucus, slippery when wet vibes, you wipe and it's slippery, right? That is when you know you're approaching ovulation and the amount of days is going to be different for everybody. And the amount of cervical mucus you see is going to be different for everybody. But generally you should see some raw egg white consistency, cervical mucus. Definitely the day before you ovulate is when you'll notice the majority of it there. Some people will see it for a few days. Some people will see it for just one day before you have to obviously working with someone, but also really understanding your patterns and writing it down when you see it. So you could get to know your pattern. So you know, Oh, okay. Usually I have this cervical mucus like a day or two before I ovulate. So like, let's have sex now. Right. Generally, if you're trying to get pregnant, when you see that raw egg white consistency, cervical mucus have sex. Okay. That's when you're fertile most of the time, right? Again, obviously it depends on how many days it's there, but you can have sex with that raw egg white consistency, cervical mucus on Monday. Um, and you could ovulate Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, or Saturday, and you could still get pregnant, right? Because it stays alive for up to five days in that cervical mucus. And then of course you could get pregnant 24 hours after you ovulate, but there's just a lot shorter of a window. So I would just recommend prioritizing uh, having sex to get pregnant before you ovulate, which if you're like, well, how do you know? Because your basal body temperature doesn't increase till after you ovulate. That's where the cervical mucus comes in. And generally the more that you track it, the more consistent your pattern is going to be. It can for sure change because again, we're not robots and your ovulation is determined by your internal external environment. So if you have more stress going on, you're traveling, whatever, it can delay your ovulation. Um, but anyway, follow your cervical mucus patterns to know when you're approaching ovulation. Slippery when wet vibes, raw egg white consistency lets you know ovulation is coming. Okay. So the moral of the story that I want you to get out of this is that stop using your app and LH strips to let you know when you're fertile and using that alone, right? Can apps be supportive? Yeah, for sure. Can LH strips be supportive? Honestly, I think they're a waste of time. They're a waste of money. They're not accurate. It adds more stress to your plate. You could have a positive LH strip in the morning, a negative one at night. Like it's just complete. I do not use them. I don't recommend them. If you want to do it, go for it. But, um, I just don't think they're required. I, well, I don't think they are definitely not required. So if it's causing you more stress and you're like, I don't understand what's going on, just freaking forget them and focus on your cervical mucus and your basal body temperature to track your fertile window. And I'm going to put links in the show notes for all of this, but that's what I really want you to prioritize. I know that if you are not seeing that spike between days 12 and 16 and you're just, you're just following your app and you're not getting pregnant, whatever, that could be part of the issue that's going on. You might just not even be having sex at the right time. Okay. So look, listen to the episodes that I'm going to put below. So you know exactly how to track what's going on. Look at your basal body temperature charts and see what, if you actually are ovulating, if you're not, like all the things, right? We want to make sure that you're ovulating. Whether you want to get pregnant or not, it's important because that's how we produce progesterone and progesterone is needed, yes, to get and stay pregnant and have a healthy pregnancy, but also for your bones, your mood, your metabolism, your thyroid, all the things, okay? And if you're like, Corinne, what cervical mucus? I do not get cervical mucus. I'm not ovulating or I have no idea if I'm ovulating. Uh, like, and you're just like, what is happening? And you're done doing this on your own. Obviously, I got you, okay? I got you. I have so many resources for you. The Mind Your Hormones Method obviously is where I've helped so many people regulate their cycle, actually ovulate, get pregnant, all the things is how I was able to do it with PCOS. Like that is the place I always recommend you go. But check out the other episodes that I have here for you too, um, so that you can start piecing all of this together. If you want to do it on your own and just like are in the stage of like gathering information, that is what we are here for. Um, but if not, obviously definitely come check out the mind your hormones method. If you're ready to rock girl. Okay. I love you so much. I hope this was helpful. You are just, I'm just so grateful for you. I'm so grateful you're here. I am obsessed with community. 
Make sure you're checking those slippery when wet vibes. That's cervical mucus, that BBT. We got this. You're not a robot. If you don't ovulate on day 14, you're not broken. Let's just make sure you're ovulating. Even if you're not ovulating, you're not broken. We can fix this, okay? I don't even like to say fix. We can heal this, all right? Okay, I love you so much. I will talk to you on the next one. Thank you so much for being here. If you loved this episode and learned something valuable, please share it with a friend who you think would also love it or post it on social media and tag me so I could personally say thank you for helping me spread this important message. I am beyond grateful to be here with you. So until next time, stay intentional, stay consistent, and always mind your hormones.